cause you've been acting reckless. Flood the ring and I bust down the necklace. Doesn't mean a thing, just know I spend it. Doesn't change a thing, just know I spend it on you. Get you Louis if you want it, no, that's nothing, no. You can tell me that it's something, but it's nothing, no. You ignore me, but you're always on that phone. Acting funny, but you tell me that you love me, though. Yeah, yeah you tell me that you love me, though. Wanna believe it, but I feel it, that it's something wrong. They just tell me what's going on. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words can't hurt me. No, you just can't hurt me. No, I ain't been right more than I've been wrong, and it still can't hurt me. No, it just can't hurt me. No. No, you just can't hurt me. No, you just can't hurt me. No, no, no. I know it's hard to be polite, and it's easy being petty. My mama used to tell me, gotta use you when you ready. Man, it's crazy how my brother said it could have been my study. It's either prison or a grave, that's what everybody tell me. Man, life ain't a beach, it's a female dog. I'm staying ten toes down, though I still might fall. Oh, yeah, now I done came through, knocking pictures off your walls. Loving people who persecute you, yeah. it's still a so tough be a light up on my path and a lamp under my feet. I know my faith strong, but my flesh still kind of weak. When that victory be looking like the verge of defeat, and I feel that disrespect. Tell me turn my other cheek and say Sticks and stones may break my bones But your words can't hurt me No, you just can't hurt me No, I ain't been right More than I've been wrong And it still can't hurt me No, it just can't hurt me No No, you just can't hurt me no, you just can't hurt me, no, no, no. No, you just can't hurt me. No, you just can't hurt me. 
and candy. Mama used to tell me, gotta use you when you're ready. Cause I ain't working on my own timing. Ain't got no diamonds on me, but I stay shining. Yeah, yeah. They say the world would be a better place if we take out the hate. Stop all the hate right now. Yeah, uh, let's keep it real. It'd be better if we just subtract the fake. Yeah, so be a light up on my path and a lamp under my feet. I know my faith strong, but my flesh still kind of weak. When that victory be looking like the verge of defeat. And I feel that disrespect, help me turn my other cheek and say sticks and stones. May break my bones, but your words can't hurt me. No, you just can't hurt me. No, I ain't been right. More than I've been wrong, and it still can't hurt me. No, it just can't hurt me.
What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Generation Orange. I'm your host, Mark Segovia, alongside my co-host Sean Ringrose. What's up, Sean? What's up? Man, um, fun, 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 fun weekend we had. Uh, well, I had. I'll, I'll, I'll let you get to your weekend here pretty soon, Sean. But uh, man, just a little bit, a little bit flabbergasted, a little bit, man. You know, obviously I was on uh, on break from work, and you know when you take a little break from work, you come back and you get doubled the the work when you come back, and that's the unfortunate thing. But we're here, we made it. Um, I'm happy to be here with you, Sean. I'm happy to see you guys on the chat. Shout out to the Twitch listeners shout out to the youtube listeners as well um but yeah john how was your weekend i mean it was a weekend <laughs> i mean you know uh i said it earlier you did ask me the question earlier nothing to write home about specifically uh you know but it was a weekend so on to another that's kind of how it feels with me right now no nah, no nah, i got you man yeah sometimes you know you're doing so much for, for work or whatever the days just don't even feel like they ever end they just keep going and going and going but you know obviously my week was a little bit more adventurous uh i will get to that here once once we talk about dynamo and stuff like that uh obviously i was part of the group that went over to colorado to go support them over there and uh, dick's sporting goods park uh it was a fun it was a fun trip i'm not gonna lie we had a lot of a great time shout out to everybody from the surge and everybody else from uh, other groups that, that showed up shout out to whoever lived in who all those people who lived in denver and showed up there with Orange as well. And shout out, and shout out to the to the couple the, that was there in the supporter group with us. And somehow they ended up in that section. But yet they supported the Dynamo along alongside with us. Hey. So you know, shout, out, shout out to them. Uh, but yeah, man, fun time. Uh, I'll get a little bit more into detail here once we start talking about it. But uh, but yeah, man, lots um, of going on. Dash Dynamo, uh, new hires uh, on the Dash side, new general manager. Um, you know, obviously call up for international duties for, for the women's side coming up as well. A lot of friendlies going up. I know our Canadians are going overseas. Uh, our, we thought we were done with the England national team, but apparently not. Uh, <laughs> but, uh escaping, you know, apparently. yeah, yeah. You know, those guys, you know, they got a little piece of dash. Now they want some more. So, but, uh, yeah, Sean, where do you want to, where do you want to go with this, man? I'll let, I'll let you drive the wheel today. Drive the car today. Oh boy. You, you gave me the, yeah, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you know let's 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 start dynamo I, I i'm prepared to start dynamo they had the better result on the week so that's got to count for something right for once for once man but you know um what do you want to talk about game the game where you want to talk about the the trip or what do you want to do man i'll, I'll let i'll let you hey shout, shout out to everybody who went out like i said earlier uh man it was a fun time we had a great time um but uh what do you want to talk about uh let's talk you know, let's talk positive things for the to, to kind of open things, right? So let's talk. Let's try, talk. Sebas Ferreira scoring at the absolute death, yeah, final man. kick of the match against Colorado in Colorado. I gotta know. I asked for some videos or pictures of that moment when he scored. Somebody surely had their camera out when you're in the section. But how was it? What was that like for you guys? I'm sure y'all absolutely lost your ever-loving minds in that moment. Dude, so I mean, it, you know, man, you know that I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna tell you honestly, man. I hate, I hate how I don't know if it's the way the teams choose it or whoever gets the form flip or whatever. 
But obviously, the Dynamo ended up on the side where the, where the Colorado Rapids supporter group was at, you know, instead of it being vice versa and stuff and things like that, whatever. But um, so, yeah, so we were on the other side of the pitch, you know, from the side that Celis Ferreira ended up scoring the, the, the game tying goal on the, at the last 10 seconds of the game, to be honest. Uh, but man, it was, bro, like we were excited because honestly, like, it, you know, I'll tell you from my personal experience throughout the game, you know, it was, it was disappointment, man. It was, I was really disappointed first and foremost with, with the, with the player selection in the beginning to, to, you know, start off with, but, you know, but, you know, but we're going to make the most of it, right? We came out here to support. We're going to show our support. Um, <laughs> we were going to, we were going to show our support. You know, regardless of who was on the pitch and who started, we just needed them to know that, you know, that we're there for them, regardless through the ups and downs and all this stuff. And I think we showed out, uh, you know, shout out to everybody in the surge, obviously with that huge surge banner that was on there, that was on display that you can visibly see from any, you know, hopefully on television, wherever you're seeing it through the pictures that the Dynamo uh, posted on their social media or the surge themselves posted on their social media, a very nice banner to go along with the supporter groups that were, that was there. Uh, but yeah, man, when he scored that goal, I mean, I literally, I, I was in the front row of that section the whole time, the ni- ni- 90th plus four minutes, right? That last minute, I, I decided to move up because I, I, I was, you know, I, my, my wife came along with me. So I wanted to go make sure everything was good with her. You know, I was already kind of like, whatever. And all of a sudden, I just hear, Woo, you know, everybody just yelling. And I look back and I see, I see oh, you know, no. You yeah, missed so, the goal, so, so, so I didn't see it per se, but I mean, I was I celebrated like I did. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it, it was it was great, you know, to salvage that that point. Obviously, any points on the road are good points, and honestly, for the Dynamo, any points in general are good points. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was a fun atmosphere. It, it drizzled a little bit, but it didn't matter, man. We had a good time. We were. We were, you know, the tailgate, the little tailgate we had, we had a great time as well. We downed high, I don't know how many beers, uh, you know, had a great time with everybody uh, that, that showed up there, that showed support, that were orange. Shout out to uh, Griffin Dorsey's dad who came up to us, you know, uh, and, and, you know, let us know by, you know, him and all that stuff because, you know, Griffin's from, from a, Col- a Colorado native. Uh, but yeah, man. And then when, obviously when I had the chance to go back and look at the play, man, a left footed shot by Savas, you know, just shows the quality of, of, of a striker that he is to, to do that for, with his left foot, you know, and, and just shoot at the angle. And, and you know, Willem Rialbord isn't, isn't just any, any, any keeper, you know, he's one of the top keepers in the league and, and for him to be tricked on that one, to be, to be kind of stood still, it was, a, it was a great sight to see. It was a great strike. Shout out to Sebas. You know, like I said, nine goals in the season, 10 goals overall. Um, and I, I can't wait to see Pat and Asher and those guys around them with talent that can actually give them the ball to actually help so, to score more goals. Because like I said, I like I mentioned this to everybody and anybody who would listen. If Sebas had the had the people or had the passes or had the, 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 the crosses needed this whole season, it, very easily this guy would be fighting for the golden boot right now uh and mls without any shadow of doubt um but yeah great game great atmosphere i was happy to be there and i can't wait till next year to see what where we go next year yeah uh so i actually uh went to the watch party 
for the surge up at nice. the Phoenix. Hung out with a few of the guys up there. Uh, shout out to G. Uh, it was great seeing you out there, G, uh, as always. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, a couple of pitchers. I, I, I think there were three pitchers purchased by the end of the night. I kind of lost track, not going to lie. There you go. Uh, but, uh, you know, we... It was uh, it was frustrating. Uh, watching uh, on the the TV was a little frustrating because I think to your earlier point, the lineup was uh, let's just call it for what it was. It was suspect at best. Uh, uh, the starting eleven and it and it it was you know it continues to be a the- a, an, a running theme. And you know we beat the dead horse that is you know. We're not satisfied or happy with what Nagamura has shown as head coach of the Dynamo in 2022. We, we, we've talked that, you know, until we're blue in the face. And the fact is, yeah. that's not going to change even if the Dynamo were to suddenly just go on a tear and suddenly win out their last five or six matches that are left, how many ever they have. Um, but I, I, you brought up a, a point, uh, and that was Sebas is not getting the service that he needs to be a prolific scorer in MLS. I do agree to some extent with that, because if you look at the service that he's getting, it's either nowhere near where he is, and some would say, oh, well, that's a positional thing. It's his, his responsibility as a striker to figure out where that ball is going to be. But I think the other flip side of that, and it's something we don't talk about a lot, Nakamura rotates players a lot. I don't Too think much. we've had the same wingers alongside Sebas uh, like for more than two or three matches in a row. And I've talked about before how, especially when you're a younger player, you need time to build chemistry with your teammates, especially the ones who are either going to be passing to you or that you're going to be communicating with and relying upon for coverage for defense or, or you know, in this case, in terms of taking up additional space to pull defenders off you so that you are more free in the box. And, sure. you know, I it, it, it's clear that Sebas needs that. He needs that level of chemistry to really receive the balls in areas that he can make the most out of them. And we knew that Hector Herrera was not going to be the guy making the distribution in those situations. And Sebas is not a run at the ball on a breakaway and beat a defender and then score. He's not that type of striker. And that's okay, but that doesn't seem to be what Paolo Nagamura wants for his system. Whatever I'm still clueless what his system is supposed to be, because frankly, I don't even know if he knows what his system is supposed to be. It's these like bits and pieces of like 17 different things just kind of thrown into a blender. And then, you know, let's see what pours out when we pour the damn cup. Uh, But either way, the you know, you also brought up the point about how you're excited to kind of see what Pat and Ash are doing this offseason. I agree with you. I think, you know, we've talked about it, that there's plenty of optimism to be had in terms of we know there's going to be player turnover. How much, you know, how much player turnover? We don't know exactly but we know that there's roughly nine players, I believe, who are on expiring contracts at the end of this season, uh, which means that that's at least going to be nine roster slots that, in theory, should be feasibly available. Now, the questions come into play of, okay, are any of those players potentially re-signed? Do we make additional trades? Things of that nature. I think if we go into this offseason and we don't make at least a trade or at least two or three trades this offseason, then I have to question Patton Hmm. Asher's approach to building this squad. You can't well, look at this. Oh, go ahead, Mark. I'll wait. No, yeah. I mean, you have to look at the mechanisms available to you. I mean, I mean, 
in the league trades are, are, are a high possibility because, you know, realistically speaking, I mean, you'll have one DP spot open, right? Um, maybe a, a maybe one or two U twenty two spots open, depending depending on what they do with the, with the other players occupying those spots currently. But you know, but aside from that, I mean, you know, we bring in talent from from other countries, whatever, and whether or not they pan out, or whether or not we can identify good talent at at a fair price, which means like make them like a high tam player or whatever. You know, without having to go into that DP threshold, that's that's one thing where. I think we need to focus on like, like obviously Hector and Sebas are the top echelon of, of our of our team, right? That's that's our, our our point of our arrow. And then you know we have the bottom, you know, which are our dead players, Dino B players, whatever. But it's that middle part of the of the of the team that really needs to be upgraded and enhanced, and, and thus making it more. Uh, much more of a feasible squad for, for, for MLS play currently, because currently we don't have that, honestly, you know, like, the, like our middle pack of our players, to be honest, could be, would be lower end players and in, in, in these high, high end teams that are fighting for playoff positioning right now or championship contenders, you know? And, and with that being said, I mean, you know, or where, where, Asher and Pat might have an idea of a highly touted player to fill that DP spot. That's great. Obviously, you know, we need as many highly touted players that we need um, high, 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 um, highly skilled players. I'm sorry. That's the word I was looking for. Highly skilled players that we can afford. But the thing is after that, that one player, I mean, it, it's, it's, we're not a team where, where we're one player away, Sean. That's, that's the problem I'm, I'm having with it. Right. Because like I said, we can hit on that DP spot and you can bring in a, a winger or a 10 that's going to provide the ball to Sebas and Sebas is going to turn into a 15, 20 goal, goal score. You know, he'll have that, that, that new player will have anywhere between 10 goals, 10 assists plus whatever. And then obviously Hector's going to do Hector and he's going to be, you know, manning the midfield. But I mean, but after those three players, if we don't have of that level of that, of that backbone of the squad or, or, or spine of the squad isn't upgraded and hardened and more talented and more skilled, then we're kind of just in the same place. We got we got a highly talented player, but I mean, but doesn't matter if, if we're being scored on, if our back four is still, you know, playing clumsy or, you know, or, or if our midfield is still not able to transition from, from, from offensive to defensive and vice versa, you know, we're still having those issues, then that's not going to really work. Um, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's it's it, it's and just to piggyback off what you said as far as the rotating wingers and rotating the rotation that 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 Naga is doing right now, Nagamora, it is a little sus. I mean, because because to be honest, look, just go with who you're gonna go with, man. You know, I mean, look, you have what a handful of games left, maybe five, six, seven games left. Just go with who you who you believe are the best of the best. And to pair up there, to pair up there with Celis and and see if there's any kind of chemistry that can be built on that for next season. Because look, whether there's this, whether it's Bear and Memo, which I hopefully hope I'm hoping oh, after this buddy. game, which I'm hoping after this game, it's the end of that. But you know, like I said, knowing Nagamura, who knows? But if, we about to have six straight games, nothing but Corey Baird and Memo Rodriguez up top on the on the wings. Oh man, you know what? You, you, you don't want to see the you, you didn't want to see the look in my face when I found when I saw that lineup then. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, but yeah, but I mean if it if it's Thor and Fafa or you know or 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 
Quinones, now that he's on the squad, well, I mean, I'm, I mean, whoever, go with those guys and let them build a chemistry, you know? Because, like I said, whether or not those guys come back for next season or they don't, so now it's irrelevant to me, honestly. It's it's really irrelevant. If if one of those guys can get some kind of chemistry with 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 Sebas, that's great. Maybe you resign them and you know use them as a as a depth player. But I mean, but other than that, any of the wingers or, or, or current wingers that we have that that that's that's their main position, I don't I don't see them having a future with the Dynamo. Keonis obviously obviously being the exclusion because he's just barely coming in, but like I don't see them going going for, further with us and you you know unless unless you feel differently sean no i i mean i i do agree with you i i think there's you know i i think the and we could you know and, and we talked about it i think last show as well that uh you know we didn't see a lot of movement in the summer window where we kind of expected some more movement than we saw we saw like one or two players you know shifted um, but we expected a little more than that, considering the shape of the team, the state of the team at, at you know, at the summer window. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think there's something to that. And I think, you know, this may be me coming at it from the perspective of a, uh, of a Tottenham Spurs fan. And I'm bringing this up. There's a good reason because it'll correlate and you'll appreciate it. But, you know, Spurs did not back Jose Mourinho. They spent a good amount of money, but they didn't spend a lot of money on players in the window when Jose Mourinho was in charge. Um, the same thing happened uh, following Jose Mourinho. Uh, sorry, it didn't it? Well, it did happen when Antonio Conte first got there. He wasn't backed in that first window. He got two players in Dejan uh, Kulusevski and uh, Bentoncourt. And... Mm-hmm. He Antonio Conte took those players that he was given and he made the most of the roster that was available to him. He did say repeatedly this roster is not good enough to compete for a title in the Premier League. This roster isn't good enough to compete with the top six in the Premier League. And I think that was a valid statement. But hold on, I think you'll appreciate this. But what happened was he proved that with that roster as it was constructed, he could still get more out of those players than what the prede- his predecessor did with the same players with just two additions. And I have to wonder if maybe to some extent that Tottenham saw that and said, you know what, we are going to back Antonio Conte in this window. They have spent so much money. Da- uh, Daniel Levy and Fabio uh, Patatisi have done an amazing job this this in the, the, the summer window uh, that, I mean, they've made... I can't even like the moves they've made have blown me away as a Spurs because I've never seen anything on that level for Spurs before. And -hmm. it's not just because they had the money, but it's because ownership was willing to back a coach and a general manager slash technical director that had already shown they could make moves that were a net positive for the club. And I have to wonder to some extent if we're going to go into this offseason and if Ted maybe has a little bit tighter reins on Pat Asher and Paulo than we expect, purely because from what he's seen so far, there is not the improvement there with the players that they've brought in. There is not a substantial increase. And why would you financially back a system or a group of people, even if you trust and believe in them? Why would you financially back them if they're proving that even with they, what they already have, they still can't even compete? Let alone, I mean that. You know, forget talking about top of the table. Forget talking about the top six or top 12. I mean, hell, I'd be happy competing for the final playoff spot, which has its like 18th to 20th. 
you know, in the league. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous right now. And, but I have to think that maybe there's a little bit of that coming into play, which is that Ted, Ted is not seeing the return on his investment because he sees that the people that are, he's got in charge right now, whether it's it's him viewing this Patton Asher or also the addendum of, of Paula Nagamura, but they're not getting the most out of the investments that he's making. And if they're not going to get the most out of the investments he's making, why would he continue to funnel further money into that part of the club? Yeah, and, you know, and, and I have to agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, like we, we've talked about this before. I mean, obviously, we know that the players have to perform, right? And 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 for the most part, the, the players have to go out there and, and and do what their 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 duty is and responsibilities on the pitch. But at the same time, the coach is is responsible for the players that he puts out there and and the tactics and putting them in a position that's going to make them six, six, successful. And we ha- and I haven't seen that. We haven't seen that. And, and and if anybody has, please let me know because. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've been to the Dynamo games. I've watched them on TV. I've been at the games. You know, uh, I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been to three road games. So I mean, like, it's, 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 it's one of those things where I'm not seeing it. And to, and to your point that you're making, it's true. Look, when you have, when you bring a coach like, let's say, Antonio Conte, for the, just to go based off the example you're saying, he had the same squad that Nuno, that Nuno, that Santo, Nuno Santos. That was had. the other one I couldn't think of. Thank you. <laughs> had had the season which had minimal additions two players whatever who one of them you know ended up being a, a factor the other one was minimal whatever but with that he still put the players in the positions that he saw best fit changed his tactics up you know and and put those players in, in the position to perform at their at their at the best level to their talent right now if the players didn't perform that's another thing but the players performed, and that's why they ended up in top four in Champions League position, right? Uh, and obviously, the the front office saw that, and they said, you know what? We're going to back this guy because the, the his two previous predecessors, even though both of those guys had names and prestige prior to them coming to Tottenham as well, they didn't perform. They didn't perform, you know. And it's and it's one of those things where, look, if if you you could have. Sir Alex Ferguson coaching the Dynamos. If he's not performing, I mean, you know, you you can't keep him here. A, a name alone doesn't isn't gonna isn't gonna carry this. Only thing, the only way this is fixable is the Dynamo winning and competing in the playoffs and competing for championships. This is the only way this thing ever gets fixed. There's there's there, there's no oh because we're gonna put new chairs into the stadium. Oh because we're gonna put fans in the in the stadium or. Oh, because we signed a Mexican player, or because we did this or this, like all that is great, but that's 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 beating around the bush. The only thing that matters to us fans, supporters, whatever you want to call yourselves, is a winning product on that pitch, and we haven't had that. That and and that's and that's the frustrating thing about us right now. Like that's the frustration as a fan, supporter of the Dynamo. Is is look, I'm 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 so happy that. That, that that Ted came in, purchased his team, has a vision, brought in Pat, brought in Asher, has done a great job with the dash, all that. You know, I, everything that I've seen from Ted has been positive, and you know, I, I, and I don't want to, de- I don't want to belittle that because it, it's all been great. Don't get me wrong. You know, the the way that he's been out there with the with the crowd. You know, I'm I'm meeting him during the tailgate. You know, his presence out there has just been phenomenal, you know, and and like I said, by, by no means am I trying to belittle that. But at the at the end of the day, 
we 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 as fans we want to we want a winning culture here. We want uh, a winning squad in PNC. Regardless if I'm sitting on mess chairs, if I'm sitting on a bench stool, you know it doesn't matter. What I want to see is a great product, uh, a great product on the field. And uh, and just to go back to what you said, I mean, if Paulo isn't showing improvement with the squad that he currently has, we we knew look this squad was eighty percent a return from last year, right? With the exception of Thiago, Savas, you know, obviously Hector, you know, and and and, and Kionis. But with that, with, with all that being said, there's, there hasn't been any improvement. And, and realistically, I think there's been regression. Regression. Yeah. And and, and honestly, I, I feel that that Paulo has lost the team. I, I don't, I, well, you know, it's funny because I mentioned it to the guys, you know, when we we're, were in Colorado in the stands, and it's like, you know, if, if if I'm a team man and I and I see a group of people, tr- even though we suck, and we see these group of people, you know, coming out to 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 support us, you know, like I would be like enthusiastic, like man, look, man, these people are paying their hard-earned money as a, just as a professional, just as having pride within myself as a professional, and and having the support of these people coming in, you know, to see me, like I would, I feel, I feel like I would be more engaged. And I didn't, and honestly, I didn't feel that. Like I didn't feel that. Not, not, not that they need to or have to or or care about the fact that we came out there to see them. But oh, I just didn't feel that. I, I, I didn't, I didn't feel that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of points in there, and I like a lot of them because I think a lot of them are spot on. <laughs> Um, but you know, I'm going to read actually what C said. He said, it's wild how different vibes would be if we were even just outside playoff line, at least that's some sort of measurable progress to your point, Mark, you know, we're not only, not only we not seeing measurable progress, we're seeing measurable regression. Mm -hmm. You know, we're seeing, we're seeing movement backwards, not forwards. Um, C also went on to say at this point, it's just the FO saying we like this guy. And then his response is, yeah, but why? And I think that's a valid question. Um, there were, you know, there's question asked about Baird if he st- would still be under contract at the end of the season. Uh, I still think he's going to be under contract. I think he's he's got one more year on his contract. But again, it's difficult because contract years are never specified in any sort of releases or anything publicly. Uh, any information on that is usually leaked from either the player, the agent, or the front office. Um, but you know what's funny, Sean? I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you no, off. You're good. You're good. You know. The reason, you know, people might say, oh, but, you know, compared to this time last year, we have a couple more points to left. That, like I said, that doesn't matter. That, the positioning matters. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then on top, on, top, on top of that, not, not to say that if we still had Tad Ramos, it would be better. Or I'm not, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that, you know, he did more with a lot less last season. Yeah, you he know? didn't have Hector. He didn't uh, have Sebas. Uh, uh, I mean, think about it, man. He didn't have a true strike, a true number nine. He, I mean, Manotos was sold. Albert Felice was gone. You know, he had the, the, the drama with with Kyoto. I mean, with uh, not Kyoto, Cantero, with Darwin. You know, uh, he had a lot of stuff going on. You know, during that time, he didn't have a whole lot of matches with Coco either. That wasn't until yeah, halfway he didn't have the a season. whole lot of matches. He didn't have a whole lot of matches with Coco. No, no teenage. You know, th- things of that nature. He had uh, uh, Valentin starting out right. Balancing scoring goals on its own team. So I mean, you know, it's 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 one of those things where like you're like, man, did did we make the right move here? I mean, like I said, I'm not to say that he would have been much, any much better than than what Paulo's doing, but but sometimes now 
obviously you look with how the things have, how things have gone because you just see the progression, the progression of the season going along and the attitude and passion that the fans had at the beginning or even in a third of the way, it's just not there anymore. Like we had this whole upward like tra trajectory of like, man, wait till, wait till Hector Herrera gets here. Wait till Hector Herrera gets here. It was all built up. And then that climax of Hector Herrera getting here and, you know, everything that happened and, 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 and went along with that was great. But then after that, it's been boom. Like it just, boom, the, the bottle fell out and we all fell through the hole and, 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 and we were all just dumbfounded. Like it's, it's crazy. But with that being said, I mean, I, I know publicly and obviously in the new press conferences and, and whatever reports that they have with, with whatever media outlet or whatever interview that they have, I know that the front office, Pat and those guys have to back their coach. They can't, they can't belittle their coach. They can't, they can't make them seem small to their players. Right. I understand that. But with that being said, I hope at the end of, at the end of the year with the half season, the right decision is made, you know, now whether the, I don't know what the right decision is. I know what I well, I know what what decision I would make, but would that be the right decision? I don't know. You know, um, like I said, I, right now we're playing Monday morning quarterback because we're obviously seeing the results of the, with, with what's going on. But who knows? Who knows? And and it, it's it's one thing to trust a coach like Antonio Conte who improves a failing team as opposed to. Trusting a coach like Paulo Nagamora, who had a failing team and he's made them look even worse, but with with a, a with a little bit of better quality players on that squad, so it's a it, it, it's it, it's going to be a very very interesting uh, win, winner. Obviously, the World Cup is going to uh, have a lot of attention this 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 winter, and then after that, I think full focus will be on, on the winter transfer window, seeing what Dynamo do as far as being a Dynamo fan, you know, seeing who who they bring in because, you know, we, we see, we see all the moves that's happening around MLS, Sean, you know, there were like, a lot, this a window. lot of moves, a lot of moves, a lot of fantastic moves. I mean, you know, and obviously Hector being one of those, but I mean, but like just how the, the, the how the top echelon of the league just keeps getting better and better. And you know what that means? We keep getting further and further and further away from those guys. Yep. So it just makes it that much harder and it's going to make it that much longer process to try to catch up to those guys because these guys, even though they're the top of the top, they're not satisfied with that. They're still, they, they want to keep growing and growing and growing. Like they, they, yeah, these Seattle founders, LAFC, shit, I even hate to say it, throwing Austin in there, you know, Philadelphia, whoever, these guys, they, they, they're competing for MLS Cup. That's great. But, but these guys, they want to go after CONCACAF Champions League. You know, they want to compete in the Club World Cup. They want to do all those other things. They're looking, they're looking beyond MLS, and we're just trying to get into the playoffs in MLS. So and there's different levels to this, and, we're, and, I, and I'm hoping that this offseason, man, it, it's, it's a pivotal one. And I hope that, you know, they have more hits than misses because if they have more misses than hits, it's going to be – it's going to be short-lived for that front office, even though we have all the love in the world for Pat and Ash and those guys, you know, but at the end of the day, this, this business drives on results. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, you know, it, it's, 
I think what makes it more of a struggle is the fact that we had reasons to get hyped for the season. We had reasons to feel like things were moving forward. We had reasons to feel like we were finally turning that corner, uh, mm -hmm. not only before the season, but I even think like partway through the season because we had that that hope of Hector Herrera on the horizon up until the midpoint of the season. And even when he came in that first match, that vibe, that feeling, that swagger that the team played with when he first stepped on that pitch, it's been un unrivaled for the remainder of the season so far. And I, yeah. I, I can't understand how you go from that, that verve and that swagger in a, in a, in a, you know, in 30 minutes of, of Hector being on the pitch to, suddenly having none of it anywhere on the pitch. I mean, and it wasn't like it was a progression. It was literally the very next game, the team came out flat. And, um, and, I'll, tell you, and I'll tell you one thing, Sean. I, I think it might have happened the, the game before Hector Hurricane, the Charlotte game, because I'm tough. Because I, if, if I remember telling you in the beginning of the season, I told him, look, I'm not expecting Hector to come in and, and solve all the problems, right? Sure, absolutely. But I, what I, what, I'm not expecting him to be a goal scorer, nor, nor am I expecting him to be a high assist man. He's only had one assist. He, he has no goals up to this point, right? So, but that, but that, that, that's not that's not his position, right? So, we see the level of difference that he, the level of difference of player that he is on the pitch, right? But I mentioned it earlier in the year. If this team is hovering around the playoff line, you know, and Hector comes in, and then depending on whatever else they want to add, you know, at the time it was with Thiago and and obviously now Keon is whatever, whatever. We might have an opportunity at this. I, I remember the Charlotte game where we were hovering, and if we got that win, we were going to be right there. I think I think it was going to be like seventh or eighth places, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we would have we would have moved into seventh. Know, I we, think it was. We, we would have been right there, and 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 have that win along with you know the hype of Hector coming in. I think it would have built. It would have built. It would have built. But to have that loss against an expansion Charlotte team, which was the first road win ever as a franchise, and 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 for them to have a less talent than we have. Supposedly, but I mean, who knows up to this point because they're doing a whole lot better than we are. Um, it just—it was just one of those. Like, it just drew us back. Yeah, and it was against you a know? team that had just gotten rid of their coach too. I don't know if Ex you remember that. Ex exactly, exactly. You know, and and just and to and to just falter like that. It, it's it was one of those things where like, damn. I mean, like how, how, this. It was built. It was on a planet for you. The expansion team of the league is coming in. You're one game away from having the biggest player come into your team. You know, you're going to, if you would have won this game, you're going to have a full pack stadium the next week with against your main rival, FC Frisco. You know, it, the, the story was being written. It, it was, you know, it could have been, it, it couldn't have been written any more perfect, perfectly if, if, if I had, I don't know, William Shakespeare write it, write it you know? <laughs> and, 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 it just didn't happen. It didn't happen. How, how as players, as professionals, do you let something like that happen? How do you as a coach not have your team ready, prepared for a, for a match like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, it's not just that match, obviously, but it's been a, yeah. it's been a trend. It's been a consistent trend throughout the entirety of the season. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of speculation around a lot of things, <laughs> and I think that's all we can do because, you know, and, and and to be fair, if I was in Pat Nasher's shoes, I'd probably be saying the same things that they're saying. But, you know, because we don't get anything from the front office in terms of, you know, I think realistic talk, uh, it, it is a little bit of a struggle. And that brings me to something I wanted to bring up 
Glenn Davis on his show, he mm-hmm. is, he effectively called out fans uh, saying, or, you know, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was Victor. Maybe it was both. I don't know. Uh, but either way, there's been a there's been a sentiment that it falls to fans to be the voice that encourages change to happen. Victor brought it up on uh, on the uh, the the, the post match recap on Sunday, um, uh, and, and talked about how you know if media is not going to be that pressure for the Dynamo front office, that fans need to be the pressure for the Dynamo front office. And I call bullshit on that. I legitimately call bullshit on that because the fans already were the voice. That's how Matt Jordan got out. And if the fans have to be the voice again, like then, you know, I have a problem with that. Like, yes, the fans need to, the the fans should be, you know, able to speak their mind. And and I don't think there's any question they are just because you're not listening and hearing what they're saying. doesn't mean they're not saying it. They may not be saying it with big ass banners and posters and signs, but trust me, they're saying it. The talk is out there. Look, the fans, the, the and, and the thing is, they might not hear it because it's so so little, so little bit of us left over, yeah. you know, yeah. that that actually care, you know. Yeah. And and and, I, and that's a, and that's a sad thing to say because I mean, look, think about it. I mean, yeah, last year we had the whole Jordan now hashtag Jordan now, you know, whatever all this stuff. And to be honest, it's one of those things where. It, it, it had to be something that had to be done. So, I mean, I don't, even, I don't even feel it was really like, you know, all we pressured them to do it, whatever. It was something that was inevitable. That was, it was going to happen. Yep, yep. It was going to happen. You know, so I don't really like, oh, man, they listen to the fans because, you know, they fired him, whatever. So, nah, man, it's, it's something that was going to happen. He only had like four or five games left in the season. Who cares? He was he was a lame duck. You know, that's, that's all that was. Um. Where I would have appreciated, you know, like I said, was in the coaching search. You know, if they really, if they really cared about what we said, I mean, look, we need an experienced coach here. You know, I understand. Look, as a general manager in any in any sports, whether it be football, basketball, soccer, obviously, that you want to have say in the team. But you're, but you're for your front office, man. You know, the front office and team staff, they're 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 apart. You know. You have your times where you you get together, but I mean, but as far as team staff and players go, they have to have a trust and they have to have a respect for that person that's leading them. Excuse me. And there's no trust right now. No, none. Zero. There's, there's, There's no confidence in the leadership on the team staff. Excuse me. And, and it's, and it's one of those things where, yeah, we can go, we can go build make the banner saying whatever Naga out or, or 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 whatever we want to say, right? But at the end of the day, it, 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 it's up to the front office and and Ted to understand that, to really have an understanding of what this squad needs. You know, and for Victor or Glenn, and I'm not saying that they said this, I don't want to put words in their mouths because like I said, I, I didn't listen to the interview, so I'm not sure yep. what he's what, what referring to, but and they said it's up to the fans to be loud and boisterous. It's you know maybe we're not as loud as we used to be because there's so little, it's a little bit of us. Look, you and me, we've been hosting this podcast for for about four or five years now, and it's and it's been and, and it's been all losing deep, all losing deep seasons. Yep. You know, uh, we know other guys that that do podcasts, Dynamo podcasts. They do they do spaces on on Twitter. 
there's there's people out there speaking about it and they're having the same discussions that we're currently having right now. Yep. You know, over and over and over again, just recycling, 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 recycling. It's, it's just, like I said, I feel sometimes this, the show we do is the same show that we've been doing the last couple of weeks because it's just going on on, on top of the negatives, on top of the negatives, on top of the negatives, because there's so very little bit of positivity involved with Dynamo as far as as far as team performance or team quality. <clears throat> and that's that to say. Um, you know, like look, I, I'll be one of the first ones. Look, look, I I I'm I'm I can't I can't see that I can't see next season starting with not with Nagamore as our coach. I know I've had talks with other people during the trip with you know, and other people have asked me about it. You know, am I Naga in, Naga out? If if you put guns to him right now, I'm Naga out. I, this, this he hasn't shown me anything that, that 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 he that he hasn't shown me anything that he is tactically superior than the than the other manager across from him, or that he had or that he brings anything special to to the team, or the or, or or anything. You know, to be honest, like I said, yeah, I feel that he's lost the squad. And yeah, maybe 50%, 60% of the squad doesn't return next season. But if you bring him back in and then he loses the next squad that comes in next season, then what? Then you're two to three years out from ever ever being competitive again. At least yeah, two, because, two three because, because because those are supposedly the most talent, the more talented players that you're bringing in. And now we're we're losing those players. Yep. I mean, just 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 think just think of the the talented players that 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 were lost during the Wilmer era, during the Tab era, there were talented players that have gone on to do wondrous things in other other leagues. Yeah, or other teams in the same league. Or other teams, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm, Matt, remember how much we used to smack on on Tommy Mag Magaman? I'm thinking about Tommy Mac. Yes, sir. You know, he, he, he out there doing a thing. Cheeseburger mac and cheese, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Go get you some water. Go get you some water right now. I can see you like dying over here. Uh, no, yeah, I mean there have been players that have gone on and, and done better things with other teams, different teams, but I think that's a, a symptom of, you know, a, a symptom of the problem, right? It's a symptom of the systemic issue, the systemic, you know, culture-ish issue that's going on. And, and you know, you brought up that the players have, have you know, that they, they've lost trust in, in Nagamura. They don't believe in Paolo. At least that's kind of what it seems like from the outside looking in. And I think that's fair. I, I think that, you know, I think that if Pat was probably being truly honest, he'd probably say, yeah, I don't really truly 100% believe this is the right guy, but he's the guy that I've got. He's the guy that I've saddled myself with. He's the guy, you know, he's the horse that I'm riding into the sunset. We'll see how it works out. <laughs> but I, I think the, the, the thing here, yeah, Bruin and Wando and, um, I mean, there have been, you know, Dero went on and did big things. Stu went Kai on Kamara. to Prem League, you know, Prem League. Kai Kamara is still scoring goals. He's still scoring goals. I, I can't believe Kai Kamara scored another freaking goal, man. He's like 50. No, he's not really that old. Please, Kai, don't look me up. But he looks I good love Kai. 50. Kai's a fantastic. Kai's a fantastic guy. Fantastic player. Love him. Uh, and Andre Hano just, just retired, like, last week. My, but you know, my, it, dude, it, it, my dude was on the championship team, like, <laughs> in 2007. But, but, but you know, Sean, it, it's it's just crazy because I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where, like, how do we keep going with this? I mean, I mean, it's just gonna take a complete, just flat out, get rid of everybody. Like, like I don't mean, like even because, like, think about it, Sean. We we talked, we just praised Sebas for you know his the, the 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 his ninth goal in the season. You know, even though he's having a not a really great season because of you know the coach that, that is not helping him. Succeed. 
Dude hasn't even. He, here's the struggle. Dude hasn't even cracked double digit goals, and we're praising the guy because he's yeah. the best player on the team in terms of and, and, attacking wise. And yet he 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 has, he has he, he's he's not started for like seven games. He hasn't played like in, in, in three or four because of the coach's decision. I mean, think about it. Like like Samus literally would be in double digits right now if 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 it, if it were just. Naga playing him because he's he, he's look he's our franchise player yeah. alongside Hector. Yep. You play him; he's one of the first names on the sheet. You know, regardless because just on pure talent alone, he can make something happen. On pure talent alone, we see we've seen it. We've seen bits and pieces of it. You know, but the talent around him is so depleted that he can only do so much. But like, but like, like, like I said, like as a coach. And as a, as a supporter, how can I support you as a coach when you when, when you take away your best player for no for no reason? No Look, reason it was the same thing we got pissed off at Tab about with Quintero. <clears throat> with Quintero, yes, it's exactly. the exact same thing. And, and it exactly. Makes, I'm just sitting here again. I come back to this. Right, you've had two coaches now that did the same thing with two different players. Exact same thing with two different players. They've had similar results, and you know Tab was given two years. Nagamura, I hate to say this, but I have a feeling he's going to be given a second year as well. We're all going to loathe it in the offseason. It's going to suck at the beginning of the season. I can almost guarantee it. Or they're going to come out like like wildfire at the beginning of the season, and then by summer they're going to be tapering off again. Either, either of those is going to happen. I guarantee it. What I'm going to hate is next the next summer transfer window, Stavos being sold to some Liga MX club because, you know, he wasn't. He, he didn't. He didn't make it in MLS, you know. And it's it, it it's a shame because look, you have Christian Ramirez, double digit goal scorer in, in, in Europe. Yep. Albert Feliz knocking it out in Portugal, France. You know, Mado Manoto is doing his thing in Liga MX for his Achilles, whatever tear, whatever. <laughs> Excuse me. And and it's just like we're losing talent and not getting anything back. Yep. And I feel we're going down the same road and we're going to do the same thing to Sebas where, where he's shown that, dude, his first season in, like I said, only started like 60, 70% of the games, already a, a double-digit goal score, and if you want to include his goal with, with, with in the U.S. Open Cup or whatever, with, with, with sorry talent around him. Yeah. Like like I said, if he, if, if this guy was in Seattle's downers right now, 20 goals easily, Sean. I, easily. I put money on that. 20 goals easily. He would be leading the league in, 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 in goals right now. I don't, dis- I don't disagree. And, and, that's a, I'm, and that's the type of talent you have. Yep. So when you have that type of talent, and you see what he's doing with the talent that he has currently right now, then why why would he not be the first name on the sheet every single game? Why wouldn't he be? Why would you ever, why would you ever think, oh, because he's not he's not having any chemistry with Fafa or with Manball or or with Baird, you know, for goodness sake. Who cares about those guys? This is your cornerstone player. This is your franchise player along with Hector. Him and Hector should be the first names on, on the that sheet, sheet every every, every every game, regardless of what this what the situation is, regardless of what's going on. If they're not dying, if they're not, if they don't have some kind of in, injury, their names should be the first names on that list. Every game, point blank, and no, no excuses. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you know, we could continue to to beat this dead horse. I mean, you know, being real, being honest, uh, yeah. we could literally spend another, and, and you know, we will because we've got more shows left in the season, 
and it's not going to change dramatically enough for us <laughs> not to have these kind of conversations. But uh, I do want to make sure we give enough time to truly talk about uh, the best team in soccer, the the in best Houston. team in Houston soccer right now. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the only one that is currently in a playoff position. Ooh, how do you like that? Uh, for two, tied for a second. Uh, tied for a second. Technically, we are in third, third. but tied for a second. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Houston Dash, who are making moves, not just sitting on their laurels, not just resting on the players that they have. Look, you made the point of not getting players to, you know, you lose talent and not getting players to replenish that talent. We just lost, you know, Houston Dash just lost uh, Rachel Daly. Yeah, Dinodos is a good shout out. Rachel Daly, the greatest Dash player in the history of the Dash so far. The legend herself, if you will. Mm -hmm. Although some might say Jane Campbell is going to potentially be up there mm -hmm. in that same conversation. But, um, you know, you lost her back to, to England. And I think, again, it, it's I can't fault her for that. I can't I can't question her reasons for that. I think it's totally fair. I think it's totally, you know, a viable explanation. And I'm OK with it. Yeah. But what was the thing that the Dash did? It wasn't even three weeks later, and we've got announcements for not just one player. They already made another move for a player before the announcement, but but two players after after the announcement came out that Rachel was going overseas again. Uh, we got uh, Valerie Golvin, Galvin, mm -hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, a forward for, uh, that we traded for. Uh, and wee we, wee. Wee wee. Wee wee. Uh, and we picked up uh, Caprice Dadasco. Uh, my, at, new, my new favorite player, uh, an amazing player, uh, lover at outside back, one, one of my favorite outside backs in the league. Um, uh, so yeah, so so picked up players to replenish the talent that was lost, and and that <clears> is <throat> not even accounting for. Uh, you know, I said it, but it's not even accounting for uh, the fact that the team already made the move to bring in Ebony Salmon before that, who is absolutely playing like she doesn't just belong on this team, but that she's ready to essentially make this her team. She is playing like we all wished Sebas Ferreira would be able to play if he had the level of service that Ebony Salmon has had from her oh, man. from her teammates, man. You know, can, can, can I bring Maria Sanchez and, and Shea Groom to Dynamo? Maybe, you know, <laughs> so they can get that process? Hey, I hey, mean, hey, I'm not even kidding mm -hmm. when I say this. I guarantee they would play with a hell of a lot more fight than the boys showed. Yeah, man. But with that being said, let me, let me, let me give you the poll question of the day before we carry on with the Dash because it is Dash-related. Um, you know, with... Uh, you know, obviously, Ebony Salmon, congratulations to her being recalled for the England national team. Obviously, England have a love for the Houston Dash, and the Houston Dash have a love for England national team players. Um, you know, but hopefully, you know, we did punch that uh, round, round trip ticket, not just one way like we do it daily. But, you know, with that being said, you know, Ebony Salmon has been on fire. We can't, we can, we can't deny that. With five games to go and four goals behind Alex Morgan for the Golden Boot, the Sheet achieved the Golden Boot, Sean. Uh, she's played eight games of the Dash, <clears throat> eight goals. Um, Alex Morgan currently has 12 goals and uh, a lot more games. I, can't, I forgot to see what, how many games she's played in. Uh, but, you know, obviously five games left. Uh, she's, I think she's going to miss one due to international duty, I'm, I'm sure, or whatever. Uh, but with that being said, Sean, do you, I mean, what do the, what do you think? I mean, you know, the way she's been scoring goals, she doesn't just score one goal a game. She's been, she's had a hat trick. She had a couple braces, you know, obviously she had a, a goal the last game against San Diego against Alex Morgan. Unfortunately, they lost that game at home three to one. Um, but you know, but she's still scoring the ball, man. And, and like I said, she's getting the service provided needed to score the goals and, and, you know, shout out to, to Maria Sanchez and Shea Groom. They're them doing their jobs and providing it 
for her, you know, making her her welcome to Houston that much easier. I mean, she's she's I mean, look, man, we've only had one double digit goal scorer in our whole entire career from for the dash. And that was Rachel Daly at 10 goals. And 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 this young lady, she's come in and she's taken the ball and she's run with it. Run, I'm not talking run with it. She's 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 speeding uh, around. 610 at 100 miles per hour. <laughs> that 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 type that type of speed and and look man, I know it's I know it's an outside shot and I know it's 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 a long shot but man, I I feel if she keeps getting the services she keeps going, I'm, I I feel like she can she can for sure she'll get double digits easy goals. Now the question was will she'll get the golden boot? Obviously that depends on what Alex Morgan does and I forgot the the, the player that's ahead of her in second place but uh, but yeah man, I, but Ebony she she man what a pickup. What a pickup. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's playing lights out. You know, you, you've already talked about that. Uh, you know, I think it's very possible. Evil may, you know, brought up the point. Yeah, you know, I think Ebony gets a chance to play against the U.S. women's national team in October when they travel overseas to play against England uh, at Wembley. Yeah, I, I do. I think Ebony gets a, gets a definite shot. I don't know if she'll start, but she probably will get subbed on for that match. I mean, you can't look at a player like that playing in the best women's league in the world, bar none, no question. Uh, and doing the things that she's doing against the level and talent of players that she's doing it against, you can't question it. You can't, as a coach, you can't go, oh, well, that's against NWSL players. That'd be like somebody going, oh, well, that's against Premier League players. Like, that's not really showing me anything. I mean, come on, no, that's showing me something. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I do think she's going to get a shot. <laughs> and, and again, I don't think she's going to start because I don't think she's built that chemistry yet with any of those players, but I do think she'll get some sub minutes. And I think that honestly, I wouldn't be shocked to see her potentially nick a goal uh, and, and shock a U.S. women's national team, uh, you know, uh, moment uh, at, at Wembley, which, which would be, I mean, that would be just incredible for her, but to, yeah, sure. to the point though, you know, it, it is that the dash have not sat around waiting for things to happen. They have gone out and made things happen this season, whether it was in terms of moves made, to replenish for talent lost moves made to finally ink a coach, whether that is, uh, you know, an interim coach in Juan Carlos Amoros, who we all know, I don't care what you say. The guy is the long-term coach for the Houston dash. Whatever sure. happens and is determined with the James Clarkson situation. Ultimately we know, and, and, and this is speculation. I don't have anything to back this up, but we know that James Clarkson is not going to end up returning to the Houston Dash as a head coach. He might return in a different role, potentially. I doubt that's going to happen. But if it does, it does. With that being said, it's going to be Juan Carlos's team from this moment on, his and Sarah Loudon's. And, and look, I mean, they, the Dash didn't just wait. They went out and found a coach that was the perfect coach for NWSL, for women's soccer, for Houston women's soccer, for the Houston yeah. Dash with a roster that was already constructed that for the most part works with this system very well. And I have to think with all these things being said, there is room for the dynamo to do the same things. There is room for the dynamo to look at their counterpart sisters and go, damn, they doing the damn thing. Maybe we need to start doing the damn thing too. I mean, I mean look, look, look at this from this point, Sean. I mean, look, you bring in a coach who's coached and the other two leagues who can compete with NWSL, as far as saying they're the best women's league in the in, in the world, right? La Liga, his time doing Real Betis, and obviously the the women's Premier League, you know, doing his time with the Spurs, and and it's it's one of those things where like you're bringing an experienced coach. This is what happens: players want to come play for an experienced coach. 
you know, players want to come and play for somebody who understands what they're doing. They're going to put them in the best position to succeed. The dash obviously had got, got to this point, you know, and shout out to Clarkson for getting it for, you know, for the ground, for, for working from the ground up because, you know, obviously the dash were at a same, similar, similar position as the dynamo, you know, always being a bottom feeder team, they were making some playoffs and this and that. And it took Clarkson coming in doing the hard work with him and his staff to make, to bring up the dash to a certain level. Unfortunately, the situation with whatever investi- investigations going on happened with him and it happened and it's an unfortunate thing, but you know, you, 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 the, the, the front office for the dash saw that and they they knew the next coach they needed to bring in needed to build on that it could there couldn't be a regression because if there, there would have been a regression then hope would have been lost to the dash right they they did the right thing they brought in an experienced coach with, with a lot of with a lot of uh recognition and, and accolades and look what he's doing now i mean the the the, the dude juan, juan carlos motors is just He's he's driving as he's driving his dash bus right into the playoffs and hopefully right to a championship, you know. And and, and I'm excited for these girls, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for these ladies. I'm excited for the franchise, um, you know. And and I feel like we need like we not just not just myself and us, Sean, as a, as a podcast, but I feel like just the community in itself needs to focus. A little, I feel like we need to be focusing a little bit more on the dash, you know, and what they're doing because look. Um, the Dynamo, I mean, they, they, it is what it is for ready, right? I, I think we've already put the nail in the coffin that the playoffs are, are, are non-existent for us, you know, and it's not going to happen. And obviously, there's a lot of uh, disarray over there. <clears throat> but these ladies, man, they're they're they're, they're killing it. They're killing it. Uh, it's an unfortunate thing that they lost their last game against the San Diego Waves. I mean, they would have really solidified themselves as as one of, one of the one or first or second place position in the, in the table. But I mean, it is what it is. Look. The league is a tough league, you know, not only with Portland, not only with San Diego, the the, the Los Angeles team. I mean, you have a tough league and, and for the Dash to be doing what they're doing and competing the way they do and not giving up. It's it's man, I have to applaud those girls and, and congratulate them for the for the job well done to this point and the job well done they're going to do once they get into these playoffs. And I, I'm, I'm excited for them. You know, maybe it's all part of Ted's long-term plan to make the Dash relevant in Houston soccer, right? Well, I might have the Dynamo just continue to suck for a few more seasons while the Dash elevate themselves to unprecedented levels in the city. And then that way the Dash can get the full shine that they deserve for a couple of seasons look, while we build that hey, fan base back up. And look, then- Sean, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but, I, but I'm old enough and I'm sure, and I know you are, to remember when the Comets were, 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 were winning championships and the Rockets were... We're in the first, you know, picking first or second in the in the, in the draft. That's you know? a long and, time and, ago, but I remember uh, Cynthia was, Cooper you know, and, and all them. Yes, sir. Look, trust me, the 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 dash make a championship run. I mean, there's this, there's support out here for women's soccer. It's just you know nobody knows about it. <clears throat> the the marketing prior to this season hasn't been really up to par, whatever. But if a championship comes out of this season, trust me, next season you're gonna see a big boom in attendance and stuff like that. So. Winning cures all, and those ladies are winning, and they they, des- they deserve our attention. They deserve our, our our they deserve our money to go to them, and to and for us to be there present, cheering them onto this championship. So, hey, hey, look, if Glenn Davis thinks that the the fans of the Dynamo need to make a statement, maybe the best statement you can make is to tell the front office that you're not renewing your season tickets for next year. You're going to renew them with the Dash instead. Spend yeah. that money on the dash. Save a little yeah. bit of money in the process because dash is cheaper, anyways. 
and enjoy yourself at at a at a, a a venue that's the same venue the Dynamo play in, the same atmosphere the Dynamo play in. And while you're at it, go ahead and hang out with the Surge, the Dash uh, supporters as they are, uh, and uh, you know enjoy a little bit of drumline every once in a while. Enjoy a little bit of the you know a little bit of the a uh, little bit of the the, the alcohol. Uh, yeah. al- along with us, and, and trust me, you will never be the same for it. And I'll say this: we we've done, uh, you know, we had our sweet night this year with the dash uh, at a dash match, and it was mm-hmm. phenomenal. It was a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to those who went. Uh, you know, the the search have shown up to every dash home match in some way, shape, or form. Uh, they've had representatives there. Uh, shout out to Hattie. And shout out to Hattie for the hard work that he's put in this season. Sure. Uh, definitely deserving of that shout out for sure. Um, and, uh, let's not, let's not, uh, you know, let's not lose sight of the fact that Hattie was also able to secure bringing in, uh, a, a group of, you know, drummers that to, to kind of participate as dash drummers, if you will, uh, that have kind of connected with and united with the, the supporters groups to help elevate that, that atmosphere even more. Uh, and if you haven't been out to a match to hear them play, trust me, you need to get out to a match to hear them play. Uh, but beyond that, you know, beyond just the dash, um, which again, huge, I, I love that they are playing so well right now. Um, I have followed them since the inception of the club uh, back in 2015, I believe it was, um, and have just been waiting for that moment when the club would turn, you know, the, the team would turn the corner. Uh, and I feel like we're right at that point, clearly vying for a playoff spot uh, with not a lot of matches left to go. Uh, but I, I think the other thing that that is important is, you know, they struggled at the start, right? So they set this lower expectation, and I've talked about this with the Dynamo, but by setting a lower expectation, seasons like this when the team is playing well, it is just a different feeling. It is another level feeling. Now, the Dynamo could have a similar type of season, and at this point, because of how bad they've been for 10-plus years, we would enjoy the hell out of it. But I think there is something to be said, you know, that that the expectation level is different for the Dash than it is for the Dynamo right now. And I think, you know... Fairly so, because the Dynamo have put themselves and dug themselves such a hole that I don't think they can dig out of. But beyond that, the Dash have elevated themselves that now the expectation is going to be there. You've got to be competitive, you know, year in, year out. You've got to be vying not only for playoffs year in, year out. And and again, they haven't even made the playoffs yet. There's still a few matches left, but they're at that level right now. And that level needs to continue. And I believe that with Juan Carlos Amoros at the helm, with uh, the announcement of Alex uh, Stringer coming in as uh, uh, Dash GM um, and uh, uh, Sarah Loudon on the sideline as assistant coach, uh, and the players that they have right now, the core that they've built for this ro- uh, with this roster, I have no doubt that this team can be competitive, you know, for the playoffs and into the playoffs. Look, th- this is a this is a team that legitimately should be vying for the playoffs next three or four seasons in a row. Um, and in, in, in the NWSL, that is nothing to nothing to disregard, nothing to to turn a blind eye to. Uh, and it's up to fans to go out and support the team, support the club, uh, and show that yeah, the Dynamo may be sucking, but at least the Dash are a good team, and they deserve our they deserve our money, they deserve our focus, they deserve our support and our attention. Uh, you all know that. I'm sure you've all heard me talk about that multiple times. Uh, but it's time to get on the Dash bandwagon because there's not a lot of matches left, and when playoffs hit. If you're not on that bandwagon by that point, there'll still be room for you. It's just going to be at the very, very back of the line. So get on while you can, is all I'm saying. You know, and just to have playoffs at PNC Stadium, man, that's going to be a nice atmosphere. Um, it's, it's, you know, the, 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 the ladies deserve all the love and attention that, that, that they get, and plus more, to be honest. You know, they, they've been great um, as far as, like, 
events as far as you know um interacting with fans and supporters they've been awesome i mean <laughs> you know they 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 they've done everything they can from their standpoint to to let themselves you know know that that they're here for the city they support the city and and they're playing their hearts out for the for the badge and for the city representing the city to the fullest so they deserve all our respect and love that they can get 100% well uh i wish there was more to talk about with the dash but uh there's not so we'll move on from the dash let's talk about the other wait, winning wait 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 oh wait, wait, wait. you got more yeah, i mean we just hired a new gm i said um, that i said that just in that statement Oh, did they? Oh, man. I was looking at something real quick that popped up on my screen, and I guess I must have missed that. But yeah, shout out to uh, uh, Miss Singer. Miss Singer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming, in, coming into the dash, you know. Hopefully, she can help. You know, obviously, propel for the dash to being title contenders and that for years coming on. You know, whatever. Just stay away from the core values. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if y'all saw this. I'm sure most of you in the chat have, but those that are listening after the fact may not have. She did an interview uh, or or had some quotes from after the press conference where they introduced her. And one of the, the quotes had the words core values oh, yeah. in it. And I think everybody in the surge chat, when that was shared in the surge chat, we all just literally cringed. I felt the it cringe. Was cringe. Was it was a group cringe. cringe. It was just so we've heard that term and it just doesn't it doesn't taste good anymore. Like it's just such it's, a, it's, it's, it's like saying F you. Yeah, it really is. Like it's and so it's bad. Like, it's like F you. I was waiting. I was waiting to see if maybe she'd bust out the, the buckets or, you know, or something like that, because that was a Matt Jordan thing. You know, we got these buckets yeah. uh, of things that we're looking for and, uh, you know, so many different <laughs> things. But but yeah, I, I, I genuinely she is a good person. She she has yeah. uh, a lot of experience in terms of not necessarily general manager, but in terms of front office, in terms of as a former player, she can build those relationships. She's had, she has a very deep network uh, with a lot of former coaches, a lot of existing coaches, former players, existing players, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's definitely a great hire. And with someone like Juan Carlos Amoros, who I have to imagine is also telling this individual who she, who he wants on the team, or at least what positions to <clears> fill, um, you know, that's the perfect type of uh, situation where she can come in and she can work with Juan Carlos uh, and they can build an even better roster than the one we have now. And to your point about the best teams in MLS continue to improve season over season, they don't wait until the end of the season to make necessary moves or to make moves to get better, even if they're already the best team in the league. I think the same thing needs to be true of the dash. We can't afford when the winter window comes up at the end of the season to just go, oh, well, the team was good enough. We'll have the same team next year. No, there's yeah. going to be players that are available because you now have, you talked about it, you have Juan Carlos Amoros. So why not, you know, why not try to go after some of those bigger name players and see if they might be tempted to make the move? And not just that. I mean, you know, obviously with great players come res great responsibility as a, as a, as a, you know, let's take, take a Spider-Man quote there. Um, you kinda. know, you, we'll call it the Mark Paraphrase version kinda, of kinda, it. Kinda. You see, you see Solomon obviously going to the England national team. You see, you see our Canadians go to their national team and stuff like that. So we're going to have more international players here who are going to be selected by their international teams because the Dash is going to be a great squad to play off. This, I mean, dude, the Dash should be aiming to be the Barcelona of this side of of the pond, you know, um, to be the 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 Lyons of this side of the pond, you know, whatever whatever great team that you see across the the, the way in Europe. For women's side, they they need to aspire to be that, and and I think they're doing a great job. I mean, like it's like I said, I mean, look, Ebony's going to the English national team. What do you do? We, we hey, let's go grab a French international, you know, to replace her. That's not that you know. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Look, 
next woman up. When when one leaves to go do whatever she got to go do, the next one gets their chance, and she's gonna she's gonna hold it down, you know, for eight to ten like that, like like they're like they're supposed to, and they're gonna do the damn thing. But yeah. please, somebody out there, whoever, if somebody's listening here that has a little bit of connection to the Dash front office and to Miss Singer, please let her know that core values is a curse word to us. Yes, please. <laughs> I will somebody make sure. Somebody I, I know some know. people, so I'll make sure you that know, get, uh, that gets over you there. You know, uh, 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 Hattie or uh, or uh, uh, Jake, please. You know, let them know. I'm gonna reach out to well, Jen Cooper. I'm gonna get that word out yeah, there real quick. You know, <laughs> core values is like a curse word to us. Please, I don't want to hear it anymore. It's it, it's a dagger. That's right. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it as she didn't know. She didn't know. She There's no way she could have known. Or no she, way she was trolling us. But you know. Yes, I, I felt cringe when I saw that. I legitimately know if she were to come out like next week and, and be laughing at the start of her press conference and be like, all right, guys, I got to share. That was actually a troll job. The, the fans know what it's about. I really core values is not the thing, you know, not the thing. I mean, legitimately, she would win over every fan, period. Like That oh, would be sure. the great, absolute greatest. Anyways. Sure. All right. Enough on the dash. Uh, I do want to talk Dynados, but before we get to Dynados, uh, I, I we're gonna run out of time on Dynados, so we're gonna do well. It'll be close. Actually, let's do Dynados. We'll do Dynados real quick, and then then we're gonna get to predictions. Uh, so let's talk Dynados. Let's talk. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> They're oh, one of the best teams in the league. I mean, those kids. Look, man. For I mean, look. I like it, it's it's funny because you know obviously this is the first season of this MLS MLS Next League, whatever. You know, you can you're gonna have players bouncing both ways from the first team to this second team or whatever. And, you know, we've seen a lot of players score and, and do great things with the time and the opportunity that they've been given. A lot of, of those players have been given opportunities to represent their countries in youth and youth tournaments and things like that, and friendlies and all that great stuff, which is the whole purpose of that, right? Because you have these kids that, that range from anywhere from 16 to 20 years old playing full games, getting minutes, uh, some of them appearing on the first team squad, not being selected, but, you know, appearing on the first team uh, sheet for match days, you know, and, and, and getting that experience underneath their belts. Uh, but it's, it's, it's great. You know, I think this has been a huge success for MLS with this MLS next league. And I can't wait for it to, for it to be more stabilized next year and uh, maybe have a better, better understanding of it as far as like, you know, being able to have a little bit more wiggle room between the two clubs. Um, you know, obviously we can't, we couldn't do anything about having, having a player like Brooklyn who we legit can't wait to see him in the dynamo first team. But obviously there's, there's, there's things that are blocking that. And we understand that and we understand those rules, but, you know, but as far as like other players, like, you know, Palomino, Castillas, you know, um, uh, Papa Benito, you know, players like that, you know, obviously having them have more of a, clear pathway to getting up here because obviously when you think you have a squad that sucks as much as the dynamo first team does, you would think these players would have much more of a chance to get in the team and pitch it and play a little bit more for the first club. But obviously I don't think the same way as others, but I don't know. Maybe there's other people who think the same way I do. Oh, there's definitely people that think the same way you do. There's been plenty of people that have called for, why are you not playing the youth? I mean, I think at this point in the season, what do you have to lose? Unless your whole goal is we want the we want Dynados to have you know to finish out their season as, as strong as possible, we don't want to pluck their players because they're playing really well. They're building that chemistry. 
And maybe that's like nine of the players, you know, that we bring up are Dynados players for next season. And that, that's all good and well, but I also have to think that you can't just rely solely on that, right? But with that said, yeah, Dynados absolutely playing really, really well um, currently uh, in uh, MLS Next Pro. Uh, to Evil's point, they can still pass North Texas for third in the West. They were in second in the West for a, a few weeks there. Uh, but then there were call-ups and there were other things that shifted a little bit of that chemistry. And you could see the impact of that. Uh, but with that being said, uh, yeah, you guys need to also get out to Aviva Stadium. It was brought up earlier that Aviva Stadium uh, for Dynados matches is absolutely rocking. Uh, if you can't make it out to, to Aviva Stadium, no problem. Just hit them up on uh, MLSNextPro.com. Uh, all matches are streamed live on MLSNextPro.com. Uh, and, and even though the stream quality is not the greatest, it's kind of like watching a U.S. Open Cup uh, sometimes, uh, it is still at least enjoyable to watch a team that actually wins, even if it's in low quality. Uh, to, to at least see a team that wins. And can we give a shout-out to the boy, Marcelo Palomino, who continues to score free-kick goals. I don't know about you, Mark, but that is something the Dynamo certainly could use on their squad. But apparently, Paolo I mean, Nagamura does not agree. I mean, I mean, if you got somebody that's scoring goals off, off a set-piece and you and you get set-pieces all the time, you don't do anything with them. I mean, it seems like a 1 plus 1 equals 2 type of deal. I mean, it seems like an easy choice to me. But, you know, no, hey, we're not coach. Sure. We're not, no, we're, hey, we're not coaches. We're not, we're not professionals here. You know, we do this for fun. You know, we're, we're, we're just two fellas out here. You hey, know? but Pat, if you want somebody to take over the club, cause you're tired of Paolo <laughs> Nagamura, hit me up. My cell phone's free. <clears throat> hey, call me up. Uh, but with, yeah, with that being said, I mean, like, you know, as far as Dan Dose, you know, obviously I know the surge go out there and support them. Um, look, have a look out for on their social media. I think they're going to have a tailgate here pretty soon for the, for the Dan Dose. So maybe, you know, a, lot, a couple of you guys who have been a little bit hesitant, about going, you know, whatever. Go for that. I mean, you can remember the last, remember the last time we had a tailgate. You know, it was it was a fun deal. I mean, I'm not saying it's gonna get to that level, but I mean, but just tailgating in general is, is, a, is a great is a great way to, you know, gather with people who have the same passion, the same love for the club that you do. So, you know, just come out. You know, and those guys will be much will be re- very happy to see you and and offer you whatever they have, whether it's you know drinks, alcoholic or non alcoholic, and whatever food they might be cooking up. So. And, and can we also give a shout out to the players of Dynados who will actually acknowledge the supporters at the end of a match? Yeah. Ooh, sure, is that too man. soon? Should, should I not have said that? Is that is that poking the bear? Uh, with that said, with about 14 minutes left in the show, uh, it is time for, yes, folks, a sponsored yes. segment. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Golasso.media, uh, for sponsoring the prediction segment of uh, Generation Orange. It took me a while to remember the name of our show. Uh, of Generation Orange. Uh, check out Golasso.media. You guys can pick up uh, merchandise. Uh, some of they have, uh, I love the the style of the Loteria uh, kind of cards uh, on shirts and t-shirts and mugs and long sleeve shirts and tank tops and, and bags and oh, they got all sorts of stuff. And there's some really cool ones on there. Uh, there's some kind of that look like Dash players, that look like Dynamo players. Uh, there's one for El Cientifico. There's one for La Bambi. There's one for El Salmon, which I love, by the way. I think that's a, a great shout out. Uh, I, I will probably personally be looking to get the La Bambi one. I, I love that. I think that's a great uh, shout out to uh, the best current Dynamo or Dash player. Oh, that's right. I said that and went there. Uh, I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> results matter. Uh, mm-hmm. results matter in this poll, baby. Uh, but, uh, yeah, huge shout out to them for sponsoring the segment. Make sure you guys check them out. Golasso.media. You can see the URLs on the screen underneath the thanks to our sponsor. Uh, huge shout out. We do appreciate it. And, uh, they will be sponsoring us moving forward for this segment every week 
We want to do predictions every week. This is a great reminder to us to do predictions every week. Yes, so, yes, yes, so Mark, yes, we've yes. got we've got at least two matches that I know of to predict: Dynamo and Dash. Uh, is right. there a Dynados match that we need to do a prediction for? Probably. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, what's what's we probably won't have a, a show next week because obviously next week will be the LAFC Dynamo match on Wednesday. So I know a lot of you guys will be out there, myself included. Um, you know, so let you know we obviously got this 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 weekend's match against Minnesota to predict, and obviously the LAFC match. We have the the dash coming up against uh, the, 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 the off the top of my head. I can't remember, but we'll look it up. Obviously, that's what we have the internet for. But preach, um, <laughs> you know. But but you know. But this is going to be a whole bunch of soccer going on this weekend. You know, obviously, uh, Washington Spirit. That's what it was. Um, and we should be out there supporting these guys, the guys and girls. Um, but yeah, Sean. Let's start off with the, you want to start off with the ladies? You want to start off with the guys? Let's start off with the bad one first, and then we'll work our way to the good ones. Okay. So, Dynamo play this Saturday against Minnesota United. It's an early game. So, I mean, you get the rest of your weekend to enjoy. Um, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, the surge will be out at the Phoenix uh, for, 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 I can't remember. I don't know. I don't, I don't want. I don't. I don't. The Phoenix or Eureka Heights, one of the two. <laughs> um, I'm sure well, that the Dynamo will have their official watch party at Pitch 25, and all <laughs> and and all that good stuff. So I mean, but um, Minnesota United versus Houston Dynamo at 2:30 this Saturday. Sean, your predictions at Minnesota. At Minnesota. Oh, I mean that's at an Minnesota. easy L, right? I mean, being truthful, <laughs> being real. Uh, in all seriousness, Minnesota's a, a really good team. They've got some really great players, uh, mm-hmm. and the Dynamo don't right now, other than a couple of players, but they're not good enough, apparently. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm envisioning this as like a 2-0 loss. Uh, I think Minnesota wins this one 2-0. Um, okay. It's not, you know, very predictable. So. I, 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 yeah, I mean, hey, look, I'm a real one, if nothing else, okay? Hey, we keep it real. We keep it real. Um... Dynados do not have a bye. They play Minnesota Dose, uh, Minnesota 2 on Saturday on the 27th. I just looked it yeah. up on the schedule, just so you know, Rob. Well, okay. So, uh, it we'll get to that. I'm just, I'm just letting you know because I saw that he said that. Yeah, Dylan Whoppers Derby. Um, yeah, the Dylan Whoppers der- Derby. Darby. 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 I'm going to go 3 1. Um, I think the Dynamo do score a goal. Uh, and I, I'm not, and I'm hoping it's Sevas again. You know, I, I hope I'm hoping I'm hoping that Sevas scores as many goals as possible for this team, so that way whoever coaches the team next year can understand to not put this guy on the bench and and have him written on the on the team sheet first and foremost before anybody else. Uh, so I'm gonna go three one Minnesota with uh, Sevas scoring our lone goal. Seva scoring a, a lone goal. I think it's an own goal. I was like, ooh. No, no, lone, 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 lone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I said, you know, I said 2-0 Minnesota. Oh, I got nobody scoring. I, I will say this. You you, you know, I, I said that I thought you said own goal. I actually do think that we, we get an own goal. Like, that is one of the two goals that we give up. Hurry up. Who, who, who scores it? Uh, Vera. I was going to say Parker. <laughs> I think Parker in the box is better about making sure that at least when he kicks it out, it's not towards goal. Vera's uh, already had an own goal on the season, so I could see it happening again. We'll see. Okay. 
Well, let's see. Well, maybe maybe there'll be an encore. Maybe you know. Yeah. I'll buy you lunch if it was there. You buy me lunch if it's Parker. Sure. Sure. Uh, hey, I'm down for that. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> um. Do you want to continue with LAFC or do you want to go dash? No, we'll go LAFC. I don't want to save that till later because that gets worse. Come <laughs> okay. on. I told you we got to go. So, we got to get worse before we get better. That's that's what I the Dynamo keeps telling me. So, so next Wednesday, uh, midday, midday game, midweek game or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, midweek uh, match. Against, against, uh, against uh, let's call it. They're going to be the Supporter Shield winners. LAFC coming in with Carlos Vela. Hopefully they come in with Gareth Bale and all the stars that they have on their team. You know, all the, all the power that they have. Um, coming Wednesday into PNC Stadium. Um, you know, you know what's funny about this about this game, uh, Sean? That I'm actually expecting it to be full. I'm actually expecting it to be pretty damn near close to a sellout for a Wednesday game because just just because I I, I don't know. I, I, people are like I said when people come out of the woodworks and start calling me and asking me about Dynamo. That's when I can expect because when there's going to be a full crowd. They call me when obviously the, the FC Frisco game for Hector Herrera. Uh, they called me about um, the, 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 what was the other game? Uh, I, can't, I, I can't remember what the next home game was for that one. And, and you know, and those games were full, you know, yeah, full, full yeah. stadium games. And I've had people call me for this one. And man, like they've really been calling me for this one. You know, a lot of people have a lot of love for Carlos Vela. A lot of people, Madrid fans, Spurs fans, love Gareth Bale. A lot of Italian fans, Juventus fans, Chiellini. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, there's a when you have a, a roster full of stars and and playmakers, they're gonna people are gonna come out and see them. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. But um, uh, man, it's gonna be. Wait for fun. your prediction. <laughs> man, I think it's my prediction four. will actually surprise you. I think it's gonna be four two, four two LAFC. Okay. All right. Four four goals. You ready for this? <laughs> All right. Seven five. Oh my god. Seven, seven five. five. Hold up. Seven five LAFC. Seven five. Seven five. First, I actually I think first, first. First, I can't even. I can't even take you seriously because you think the Dynamo are going to score five goals. No, no, no. Hear me Dynamo, out. Hear me the, out. The I, I know. Score five goals in five I know. I, do, I know. I, I get it. I understand that. <laughs> this is one of those matches that I think that it doesn't take like Paulo Nagmer is not going to have anything to do with this match, right? Like. It doesn't matter. I hope he gets a red card in the the Minnesota match so that he's not on the sideline against LAFC. Because, hear me out, it's the type of match that, A, it's a trap match for LAFC. It's a midweek match, so they're going to be exhausted just like we will be. They're having to travel. We're not. I mean, we are traveling back from Minnesota, but that's a lot better coming home. Uh, We're going to have the home fan support to some extent behind, behind us, to some extent. But also beyond that, yeah, I, I I definitely can feel that kind of wavering a little bit as I was saying it myself. But beyond that, I also think it's one of those matches that the players look at it. It's one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, you get up for a match like that. It doesn't matter yeah. what the situation is. You know, you, you get up for a match like that. So I, I don't know. I just have this weird feeling it's going to be high scoring. Okay, 7-5 might be a little bit overboard. I, I'm Dude. legitimately, I only went 7-5 because I do think the Dynamo score a large number of goals Way more than we're used to. Maybe it's more like 5-4, you know, something like that. But I don't think, and I know this sounds crazy, I don't think seven goals for LAFC with the team that they've built, I don't think that's out of this, out of the league of oh, no, 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 possibility. No, no. I, mean, you know? I, I mean, look, Philly put six on this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, so, so, I mean, I, 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 if, if, look, if LAFC came in and came into PNC fully focused and determined and, 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 didn't, and didn't stoop to our level, oh, yeah, I, seven goals by LAFC, I, 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 can, I can believe it. 
the five goals by Dynamo's were I'm, I, it's a laughable matter. Like I said, they haven't scored five goals in five weeks. So I mean, you know, it's it's <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where you know it's uh, whatever, you know. But I I understand what you're saying. The fact that matter is that you know LAFC is going to play a lot more freely because they're not going to have as much respect for the Dynamo as they would if they were going against. Yep, exactly, exactly like that, right? that. So you know, but that, that's why I went for it too because I because obviously I think LAFC is are going to score their goals. They're going to put the foot on our necks as quickly as possible to try to get this game done as quickly as possible. But then obviously you know with the Dynamo being open flowing flowing and all this stuff and the defense not being what it should be for LAFC because they're going to be a little bit more chill with it. You know, I can see the Dynamo scoring two goals, you know, r- regardless if it's garbage time or whatever. And like I said, I hope it's a Seba's brace because I just want Seba to score all the goals from here on out because that man deserves recognition. Uh, but, yeah, with that being said, yeah, 4-2. And like I said, uh, that that crowd, might, it, it, it might be it might be pro LAFC. Yeah, I'm starting to think, I'm, rethink I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say fully. I'm going to say about maybe a – Good thirty-five to forty-five percent LAFC crowd, or or or, or LAFC base crowd, because you know obviously some player people will be there to support Gareth Bale as a player. Yeah, so, I was gonna say I think it'll be know. more like fifty percent neutral, like thirty percent Dynamo, and then like twenty percent actually LAFC. I think that's all kind I of know the, the is I ex- all I know is I expect about three or four hugs from Herrera and Bella. That number seems a little low. I'm not gonna lie. That number seems a little low. I mean, because you got, you got, you got. Hold up, you got, you got before kickoff, like during the warmups. You got at kickoff before the match mm-hmm. kicks off. You have anytime there's a stoppage. You have halftime, but when we leave it to go to the tunnel and on the way back from coming out of the tunnel, and then after kickoff or after halftime is over, you have that that after the match, you know, swapping of jerseys and that sort of thing. You know that's gonna happen. Yeah, but I mean, it just depends on how badly they disrespect us. So, and, I mean, and we, to be fair, they're going to disrespect <laughs> us. It's a matter of how bad you are. You are 100% spot on. If we get this, if we get disrespected, we're going to, you know, hopefully somebody might step up and be like, no, I don't want to talk jersey. Now, let me ask this question. We're running out of time, but I'm going to ask this question anyways. I just want to tease you with this. What if the Dynamo come out and win this match? I mean, great, but I mean, but it's, but it's one of those, but, but it's, I mean, it's one of those things like, well, it's well, too little too late, right? You know, as, as, as people, you'll have a little bit of people be like, oh, well, what if, I mean, look, look what this team could do if they only focused and, and got up for every match like they get it, like they did against LAFC. But you know what, but when people say that, you know who that falls on, on the coach, and not getting 100%. The team prepared. because how can a team play against this, against the best team in the league? But can't play like that against the shittiest team in the in, in the squad in the league either. Yep. You don't you, you don't have the discipline, and that, and that falls directly on the coach and the coaching staff. All right. So you said four two. I said seven five. I'm gonna tell you who my five goals are from. You ready for this? It's gonna be a brace for Sebas. It's gonna be a brace for El Santifico, and it is going to be a goal for Thor in stoppage time trying to come back. God of Thunder. God of Thunder. Uh, all right. So let's move on from Dynamo. We got two minutes left. All right. Let's go. Who are they playing again? Washington Spirit? Washington Spirit. Are they playing in Washington? No, they're playing at home. They're playing, I'll tell you right now, at home. At home. Uh, what's your prediction? You give me yours first. I went first with the Dynamo. Uh, I'm going to go 3 1 uh, dash. 3 1 dash. Do you want to name your score scores? Uh, a... hmm. I'm going to go a brace for Shea Groom, and the third goal will be for Maria. Is Ebony going to be for that game? or is she I think she might already be gone for that. That's why I'm saying that. If she's around for that match, then I'm changing my 
Shea Groom brace to a brace for Ebony and a uh, a solo goal for Maria Sanchez at some point in the match. Yeah, see, this I, I feel like this game should be a route because I mean you're playing against a team that's only won once the whole season, but they got a new uh, coach. No, they yeah, just but, let their coach go. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Different. different so I mean, you know, um, it's, uh, five one dash. Damn. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I'd... Five one dash. Yeah. With, with Ebony or without her. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, that's dash. Dynados against Minnesota two on Wednesday. Three zero. Uh, Dynados, I'm assuming. Of course. You, you know what? I'm gonna go. Depending on who's available, because this is important, but I'm gonna go. Ooh, call it a gut feeling. I'm gonna go five one Dynamo Dose. Dynados. Yeah. Minnesota United two. It's not that much. Th- they're not that great of a team, to be honest. <laughs> they're really not. <laughs> oh, three zero. I'm going. I'm, I'm, I feel comfortable. I, I, I feel like Lafleur is gonna have a brace. <laughs> I feel like uh, Jacob Evans is gonna have a goal. I feel like Papa's gonna have a goal. Uh, and then the fifth goal is going to come off of Marcelo free kick if he's still available. Marcelo and his free kicks, man. Shout out to that guy, man. I, I hope he gets an opportunity with us. So uh, that was our prediction segment brought to you by Golasso.media. Check them out, Golasso.media. Get your uh, Dynamo Dash gear. Only Merch. place you can get the Dynamo Dash player-specific gear, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, and enjoy the look that he uh, style. I Theme. think it's amazing. Huh? Dynamo Dash themed. Themed. Yeah, themed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Player themed, if you will. Player themed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, go support them. Great sponsors of the show. We appreciate the love and the support from uh, those guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's 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 been the segment. <laughs> I got to work on that transition a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's yeah, first week, guys. But, uh, talk guys obviously, we're at, the, we're, we're at the end of the show. It's 9-0-1. We passed over for a minute, so, you know, you know it's, it's, it's a new thing with us, so just, you know, we'll try to make it more smoother next time, but uh, obviously, you know, we appreciate the love and support that y'all give us every time we get on, uh, you know, and shout out to everybody on the YouTube, shout out to everybody on Twitch and shout out to everybody who's going to watch it later on. But, you know, like always, we're going to keep on holding it down for H-Town. <laughs>